Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 69. On today's show, we react to Chiefs and Downs making the CAF Champions League quarterfinals, plus reactions to the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals, and of course, our Nedbank Cup preview. It's all about quarterfinals today. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Lou Power. Of course, I'm not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing today? Good morning, sir. And I'm also joined by former Orlando Pirates and Mamalodi Sundowns midfielder, Mr. Teko Modise. How are you doing, sir? I'm so skinny and fantastic, slow. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. Sean, um, I really need to be cheered up low-key, so I'm hoping this joke of the day does the job, you know? Let's see, let's see. But I saw a 2,000-year-old oil stain. It was from ancient Greece. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know why we expect them to get better. Oh, man. man it's beautiful. Uh, oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where does he find these jokes? Anyway, exactly. we start off with pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we present a question to the supporters club or on Facebook. And today we asked you guys for your reactions to Chiefs making the CAF Champions League quarterfinals. Uh, here's what you had to say. It's an achievement to be in the quarterfinal as Kesa Chiefs. But I don't think we'll, we'll make it to the final because we don't have enough quality players in the team. As a Kesa Chiefs loyal fan, I'm happy that we are going to play in the next stage. I'm so happy and I think they'll make it. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, we help you. Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs did a great job. And there you have it. Uh, thank you to all of the supporters for sending those in. Uh, and now we get to talk about this. Uh, we have a reason for celebration. Usually, you know, Chiefs has, has had a tough time this season. So it's, it's great that we get to say positive things about them. But we have two South African teams in the CAF Champions League quarterfinals. That's history. Uh, so, Sean, what was your reaction? You know what, eh? I think my first reaction obviously is, okay, obviously it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, it's phenomenal. But my, my first reaction was, I think this has probably saved Gavin Hunt's job, to be honest. And um, I think they're going to give him the time that he needs now and give him the players that he wants for next season. And I think we're going to see a completely different Kaiser Chiefs in the next season, one to three seasons for sure. And I think this is the the break that a lot of fans will be waiting for. This is the break that the technical team at Chiefs have been waiting for because I can tell you something, the stress that's been going down there um, is probably beyond anything we've ever played through. Um, but yeah, I mean, well done. Uh, was I surprised? Yes, I was. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've, 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 as me and Teko have said before, this is a squad that came second in the league last year. So they've got the players. Um, it's just about how to get them working together and to, to qualify for the quarterfinals of Champions League is, uh, is proper. Now, I just hope that they, they continue this form into the league. Deco, what was your reaction? We needed the calculators out for this one. So it was, it was quite tense, um, but relief at the end of the day, right? Uh, Look, I think um, for me, it's it's not like a relief of some sort. I think um, 
Look, firstly, I'd say it, it actually proves what um, how good Kevin Hahn is as a coach. Mm-hmm. Being able to do this uh, with the type of players and the squad that he has under difficult circumstances like this. And um, and also probably maybe to the fans, it gives them it gives them it gives them hope uh, for for next season. Or also uh, it builds that trust between them and the coach. And also gives, like Shona said, I think more leverage to the coach for next season to 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 buy players that he can use. And uh, that brings like a lot of confidence within the team. But as for surprises, we have two South African teams in the Champions League could have financed. No, this thing would have been happening every season with the qualities that we have. Mm. You know, it should be happening. We shouldn't be celebrating such. But I guess that's who we are, South Africans. We're celebrating everything, even some things that we're not supposed to because sometimes our standards are not so high. You know, we play, we we downplay ourselves. I think there's a lot of stuff that is, especially in football in South Africa, we downplay ourselves. And and it comes to this where we come out with calculators and and, <laughs> and divide and subtract and and do all this kind of <laughs> when we're supposed to be there every season. Look, right. look, if 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 you compare with 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 other countries, the amount of money that is spent on buying players per team every season. We, we we should be competing in the Champions League. We've got no reason so, not to compete in Champions so, so League. So I, I agree, Teko, but I think this is what makes us extra special is if you've got Chiefs that haven't signed anyone or haven't yeah. spent one cent. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying, that as for Chiefs, it, 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 it just brings a different dynamic and different feeling altogether into the camp. And as for as 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 for the stakeholders and for people that are involved, it it, it just brings the sign of relief on the other side. Okay, we're not doing well here. Okay, but this gives us hope, especially for next season with the type of players that we can have. This we can go far. But but what I'm saying is like in a whole, if you look at the top eight, not even top eight, top six of every of every season in the PSL, look at the amount of money that has been spent every season. We should be in quarterfinals, semifinals of Champions League every season. Yes, but, I, but, I, but I'm grateful and I'm happy that KZ Chiefs are, are they, you know, under difficult circumstances that they're facing. Yeah, and, and I have a follow-up question for you guys uh, because, you know, Sundowns are like kind of favorites uh, at this point, but what do you think of Chiefs in the quarterfinals? Do you think that they have what it takes to make it to the semis, potentially have a run? I think, Slu, the, the mere fact that they're there tells you that they have a chance. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the easiest way of of answering that. And if they do get to the semis with a club that hasn't spent one cent, it's phenomenal. If they get to the finals with a team that hasn't spent one cent, it's astronomical. And if they win it, oh my, uh, you know, Gavin Hunter will be the next president of South Africa, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I think the mere fact that they're there, they've got a chance. Do they deserve to be there? Yeah, of course. Of course they deserve to be there because they're there. And um, anything can happen in football. That, that is a beautiful thing about football. Anything can happen. Uh, the, the favorite might have an off day. The underdogs have a great day. They're through. We've seen it years and years and years in the past. And uh, fingers crossed this happens with Chiefs. Mm. Deco, uh, what, uh, would you back Chiefs in the quarters? Um, oh, most definitely, Chief. They, they're not just representing themselves. They're representing the country. Yes, sir. And, and for, for us to see them, to, 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 to see them there, I mean, uh, you know, kudos to them because I know for a fact how difficult it is to get to the stages in the Champions League. I know the stress, the traveling, you know, you're forever not at home, you know, yeah. you're forever exhausted and, 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 and kudos to the players because I know what, what it does to the body, to the mind as well. But for, for players to be actually keep going and see the positive 
part of this. That's great. And and it just for me, I think it's it's more important for the younger ones that are participating in that in this stage because definitely it's going to make them better players next season. Definitely, most definitely. And, uh, and and I'm grateful that you know Chiefs has those younger ones that are that they use even under the difficult circumstances. This fast forward their maturity into the game, and I can't wait to see them how they play next season. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. Um, we're going to continue chatting about Chiefs, but we need to take a quick break for the international news desk with Sokola Duma's international news correspondent, Kurt Backerfield. Have a listen. It's time for the International News Desk. And for that, we are joined by Sokola Duma's international correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing today? Good, Slew. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. All right, so we have to talk about Jose Mourinho. Uh, would you consider his time with Spurs a success or failure? We have spoken about this before, uh, but you know things have changed from the beginning of the season. Dramatically, things change all the time. Um, and predictions are worthless in in football in 2021 or slash 2020 but i i don't know i think you know look i think we're gonna have to judge it on how spurs fans feel um and for some reason we take high profile spurs fans more seriously and none of them are happier oh happy at all with the way things have gone um i think they were all extremely happy when spurs were top of the table um i think it was in december and Kane and yeah. Son were in form that nobody had ever seen them in. It was it was brilliant to watch. Um, it seemed fearless. Spurs were scoring goals. They weren't conceding. Um, but now there is a feeling, certainly um, among the many Spurs fans that I follow, um, that Mourinho needs to get away from the players. Um, they, mm. they, they just want him gone. And um, I think that that's what he'll do to you, you know, just... Speaking from experience as a Manchester United fan, that's what it felt like for me as a as a United supporter when Mourinho was there, um, especially in that second season, was it the third season? You know, things just go wrong, all the fallouts. It's just this cycle, this predictable cycle. And um, we've seen that now at Spurs with Mourinho having fallouts with, with Ndombele, with Alderweireld is the latest, with Deli Ali. And, you know, when, when Kane, your most high-profile player, wants to leave um, and Gareth Bale also comes out to say that he's pretty much keen on going to Real Madrid or going back to Real Madrid where he hasn't played any football over the last two years. Um, I think it just doesn't bode well. Um, I think that Mourinho's time will ultimately be deemed a failure. I don't think that even if, you know, they they won the the Carabao Cup final against Manchester City um, in in the coming weeks, I don't think that that will rescue um, how how his time at Spurs will be judged? I think it's been it's been pretty bad, um, especially in recent weeks, and especially after that 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 Manchester United loss recently. Do you see Spurs making uh, Europe uh, at the end of the season? Um, you know, so I think they might qualify for for the Europa League, but that isn't good enough. Um, and I saw some stat the other day that Mourinho hasn't played or has been in the Europa League over the last six or seven years more than he has been in the Champions League. And for a high-profile coach, for a coach who's paid that much, um, I just don't think that's good enough. Um, and I don't think Europa League is good enough for Spurs fans, considering it was just 2019, they made it to the Champions League final. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't know, Stu. I don't know. Should be interesting. Personally, I hate Spurs, so I'd love to see them fail. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm biased. But um, let's move from there to the UEFA Champions League. Uh, starting with the PSG Bayern match, PSG threw on away goals after that three-two win uh, in Germany. They did lose the match um, this week, but they they defended the scoreline. So, uh, what was what was your you know reaction to that match? Well, I actually thought that Bayern, you know, had a good chance of going through if they, uh, well, considering how the first leg went with all the, the chances they had, that they ultimately missed. And that second leg was pretty much the same thing. They created a number of chances, but it just couldn't create enough. And even though they won 1-0 on the night, um, you know, they still didn't make it through. So I think Hansi Flick will be disappointed. I think those Bayern Munich players will be disappointed to not have defended um, the title because a lot of people back them to do that, considering the strength of their squad. But key injuries ultimately hurt them. PSG defensively weren't very good. But, you know, as we, as we spoke about off-air, Neymar in that devastating form is just mm. unplayable and it, it's one of those performances that makes you feel that he really is up there with the most talented most technically gifted players that we've ever seen um it, i saw somebody call it the best no goal performance from a from a player in the champions league for quite some time it was remarkable to watch yeah do you think that neymar and mbappe can lead psg to you know becoming champions which is their main goal but they, they win the league every, every single season, but they all want the Champions League. Um, so do you, do you think that Neymar and Mbappe are enough? Because as, as you've mentioned, their defense isn't the best. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, of course, you have a chance, a great chance with when you, when you have Kylian Mbappe and Neymar, you know, up front, you have a, an incredible chance of scoring goals um, and, and winning matches. But ultimately, it's your defense that will decide whether you go through or not. So I think that PSG will need to improve there. Marquinhos will probably be back for those semi-final fixtures. Um, he missed the majority of, or most of the first game and the entire second leg too. So I think they will be a little bit more stable with Danilo Pereira coming out of defense because he played there against Bayern in that second leg and it wasn't very good. It wasn't a good performance. Um, it was enough, but you know, he was defending against Chipper Martin and not Lewandowski. So yeah. I do think that PSG, of course, have a great chance, but it will ultimately uh, come down to whether they can keep a team like Manchester City out uh, or stop them from scoring goals. And speaking of teams that desperately want to win the Champions League, uh, what did you make of Man City's performance against Dortmund? It wasn't the most convincing performance. I thought Dortmund played really well. I, th I thought they were brave. Jude Bellingham, 17 years old playing on a big stage like that um, and performing as well as he did. He, of course, scored that brilliant goal. Um, I thought Dortmund really played well and maybe they des deserved a little bit more. They were unlucky to have that penalty given against them, the, the handborn Emery Chan. Um, but City just needed to get over that, you know, just needed to take that next step. It's the first time they've got to the semifinals with Pep Guardiola and this, I think the fifth year he's been in charge. So it's, it's a pretty... Uh, historic achievement for them and I feel like this year they really do have a good chance of winning it but we just hope that Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola doesn't overthink it and uh, come up with any weird tactics for those for those semi-final legs yeah but they've gotten over the hump um, yeah that fixture against PSG is going to be must-see TV for sure for sure um, and, but, and that uh, second that other 
semi-final fixture with Chelsea and Real Madrid is going to be just as entertaining. And, uh, you know, Real Madrid, yeah. nobody thought were, were going to get anywhere near the semi-final stage, but they have the experience and know-how and they're here, they've been there, done that. Um, I think they've won four Champions Leagues in the last six or seven years. Chelsea, nobody expected them to get to the stage. Um, Tuchel called it, called it an adventure. He basically said that doesn't really matter what happens. We aren't expected to be here, which is dangerous because I don't think that there's anybody more threatening than a team that isn't expected to win. So that's going to be just as entertaining. And uh, I think it's one of the best Champions League campaigns we've had in a long time. Um, it sucks that there aren't fans at the games, but I do think it's the most exciting Champions League uh, that I've seen, certainly, in, in recent years. And I'll tell you this, at least South Africans for sure will be getting drunk on that day because the first leg is on Freedom Day. So <laughs> we have no reason to miss <laughs> the match. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that is Kurt Buckerfield, Sokolo Duma's international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day, bro. Cheers, Luke. Thanks, man. Well, welcome back. Um, Kurt let's chat about Chiefs again. Um, should they renew Kune's contract? If you watched, if you watched that um, that, that last match against Horoya, it you could argue that Kune saved Chiefs. He had so many stops in that second half um, that, and we've spoken at length, uh, you know, about Kune on this show, talking about we'd love to see him retire at Chiefs. Do you think that he's made his case like solidified, or do you think that it's still up in the air? Sure. Um... I think uh, Kune needed that performance. I don't think Kune needs to prove himself to anyone, to be honest. Um, he's, without doubt, one of the best goalkeepers that this country's ever produced, in my opinion, and probably the best. Um, it's such a tough one, Slew. I, I, um, he's, he is Kaiser Chiefs. Atumalin Kune is Kaiser Chiefs. Will they re-sign him on an improved contract? I don't know. Will they re-sign him on another contract? Possibly. And I think he deserves it, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if he deserves more money. I mean, that's got nothing to do with me. Um, but I do believe that we should see Atumlin Kune retire at Kaiser Chiefs. I do. And just to have someone like that in the change room, and you saw the difference that made in a, Something about Kune, his big match temperament, that, that's, that's what he's got. And um, you can't buy that. Do you know what I mean? You, you can't buy playing an X amount of... Uh, Soweto Derby's that that's that, that that comes with him. That's that's big match temperament. I think Chiefs should renew his contract. Whether it's renewing with more money, I don't know. But I'll be very surprised if they don't put it that way. Deco, your thoughts? I mean, you know, it's a tough one because it's kind of a business question. Mm. Um, is is he worth it at this point? He he did struggle early on in the season, but. I mean, that performance against Roya was legendary, low-key. Uh, I think the reason why people are, um, are so excited about the performance uh, on the previous game is because Kune has had a, like, a bad season. But on a normal day, Kune did his job. That's who Kune is. So I don't understand when people are like, ah, Kune is back. It's just that as a footballer, at times you will go through tough times and bad patches. Correct. And, and and what defines is how you come back. And for me, this is not a comeback for Kuna. Kuna has been there. It's just that he needs to find himself more, you know, on a regular basis, like be in love with the game. You know, there's, there's so many distractions that happens in football and for players as well that goes through all of the stuff. And for me, is I'm glad that 
he went through all these things and he still have an, has an opportunity to come back because the age still allows because he's a goalkeeper as well he doesn't have to prove himself to anybody we know who he is we know what he has mm. done we just need to you know fall in love with the game again and once you fall in love with the game again you know your smile will be back on the on your face and you'll do all the right things i just did for me is i want kids chiefs I, I, I i'm not instructing kids chiefs what to do i just wish that <laughs> if kids chiefs have to give ito milan a contract they should give him based on what he has done for the team not because they're feeling sorry or feeling pity for good sure they couldn't sure. should be ending his contract you know, because so because, the question because, is, do you, do you think he's earned his contract? Of new course, contract? of course, okay. of course. Kune, Kune has surpassed all the goalkeepers that have ever won Kizzy Chiefs. Uh, uh, sure. And sure. also is, is is also what you what you stand for as a team. Kizzy Chiefs stand for the always pushing the family family values into the players, into the messaging to to the fans. It's, it's about family. They consider mm. the fans as family. Mm. Let's see what they do with this great Tumelian Kune situation. Because this boy has been there for over sixteen years. Yep. So that's and what I'm saying. He's like, a club legend, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but they shouldn't give him the contract based on oh, we're feeling sorry for him this season. He had a bad season. They should give him a contract that hey, dude, you've been here with us. You've been loyal to this team. You've done so much for this team, and we still believe that you can do so much going forward. Because at the end of the day, whoever that comes in the next season, whatever, whatever position they're coming in at they need to understand what it takes to be it natural and what it takes to wear that jersey because now everybody can get away with so many stuff because there's no fans mm. there's one boy that knows what it takes to play um um, um you know 60,000 to 40,000 capacity at the derby. that's what i'm saying the kune should be given a contract because he deserves not because they're feeling sorry for him yeah and you know there's also some transfer news coming out of chiefs there's a youngster from richards bay uh who's been linked with all of the top three clubs. And uh, what's interesting to me about this is what do you think Chiefs' approach to this next transfer window should be? Should they be looking at investing in young, you know, unearthed talent? Or do you think that they're going to, you know, splash out because they missed the last two transfer windows? I think it's going to have to be a balance, Mm -hmm. um, without a doubt. Um, You're going to have to have your senior players in there to Mm -hmm. balance out the youngsters coming through or the youngsters coming in. Um, this guy Zulu, and they still call him a youngster, but he's 26. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Oh my! God. I love I love the PSL, but yeah, he's a he's 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 a very good player. Um, I don't know if he's going to Chiefs. I know I know a deal has been done for him already, but I don't know who it is with. Um, but I've got a feeling it's not Chiefs, but I could be wrong. But um, yeah, very good player. Um, but to answer your, your question, Slew, they, they're definitely going to need a balance and which players they're going to let go and which players they're going to bring in. It's going to be very interesting. I think there's nine players that are out of contract um, mm. now, you know, which is, it's, it's and it's all uh, majority senior players, you know, your Katsandas and Manyama and Kune as well, for example. So do they let them go as well and um, bring in the young blood around them? Or is it a whole new sort of upheaval of players and, like like the Pirates did last season or the season before, I can't remember, where there's so many players released and new players came in. Mm. We might see that. Yeah, we might see that at Chiefs. Uh, and um, it won't surprise me, to be honest, because they do need a, a face change. Having said that, oh, sorry, a facelift. Having said that, um, it all depends, in my opinion, as well, how well they do in the Champions League. So um, I think the players that are out of contract, 
have done themselves a massive favor to earn themselves a new contract with this uh, Champions League qualification. That's my opinion. Agreed. Beko, your predictions for how Chiefs is going to handle this next window? I think, Slu, um, it's it's, it's going to be very important to because they, don't, they won't have enough time. Especially if, if you're a team that's trying to rebuild and uh, trying to find players, you'll you, you forever run out of time because you'll never be satisfied until you actually start playing your first game. Mm-hmm. And I think with the, with the Gavin situation, I think, um, not Gavin, but Casey Chief situation, I think they, they, with the players that they need to sign, there should be players that are ready to play. Yes. And then, and then once once they're ready to play, and then it becomes a little bit easier to, to, to start shaping them into whatever system that you want to play as a team, but you need to have players that are ready to play immediately. Yes. Because yes. you can't, you can't as, as a team, a, a big team like Kaiser Chiefs, you can't risk it all by having all new players within the team and, and everybody must go. That's, that's, a, that's a huge risk and I don't think Kaiser Chiefs will allow that. But, but yes. I also think with, with the senior players that are having the contracts expiring, I think they will be given maybe short-term contracts also to, to, to find out or whether they still maybe want to be part of the team and it's just to test them if they still want to be part of the team and play for the team or not and also to help the transition on the players that are coming in next season but i think for me kesetis will be on top eight. it will be it will be it will be great for me to see it will be great actually to see kesetis in the top eight next season yeah and 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 for that is is as i know that they will start picking up points because of what how they go in now in the champions league but It'll be very, very suicidal if Kedichis has to let everybody go and then sign a completely new team. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned players that have to come in and you know immediately start bowling out. And um, uh, we, we've seen Hamal Dean has agreed uh, to, to a deal with Chiefs in principle. Mm. Um, what do you make of that move for him specifically? Because he's having a, a breakout season with Swallows, but does he fit Chiefs' system? Uh, does he does he walk into that start, starting eleven? Look, Slu, I don't think there's a player that played anywhere else and that before he went to Chiefs actually said this one will just walk in into Kansas Chiefs lineup. Yeah, playing for Kansas yeah. Chiefs is different. I don't care where you play for, who you playing for. Mm. Coming there, it, it becomes there's different demands. You know, the expectations are so high. Hamel Dean, yes, he's got an opportunity of his lifetime. Every player in the country wants to play for a big team. If that opportunity comes through, I'll take it with both hands as well. But now for Hamel Dean as well, you must understand and the pressure's there now. Now, if at Swallows you can go, you can get away with not scoring for three games consecutively. Not mm. a case achieves. So it's just that the demands are high. And also the demands, you know, playing with the, with the, with the uh, under such a team, also it improves players. And I'll, I'll recommend every player to strive for that, to play for big teams, because it improves your performances. You know, you're getting excited, you win trophies, you, you know, playing, you know, okay, maybe the crowds, when the crowds are back, 40,000, 30,000, that's great every week. That's fantastic. But everybody that is going to be signed for cases, everybody that's going to be wearing a badge for cases, whether you're security guard, whether you're the kid manager, whether you're the coach, whatever situation you're in, everybody's under pressure next season to deliver. Sure. Everybody's Agreed. under pressure to deliver because irrespective of people might think that their you know, Gavin Hans job is on the line. There's so many players' jobs are on the line as well. You know, so everybody next season that is going to be wearing that badge is under pressure to deliver. So yes, whoever sir. that comes in, whether it's Hamaldin, whether it's Zulu, it doesn't matter. Everybody's under pressure to come and deliver to the team. Sean, what do you make of, of, of this latest news with Hamaldin? Do you think um, it's the right career move for him at this point? It's 100% the right career move for him. Um, 
you know, I've, I've, I've actually know the ins and outs of the contracts he's signed. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But, you know, for a guy who has literally traveled the leagues uh, within South Africa and a guy who's never given up, a guy who is very down to earth um, and who's shown his quality now because a coach believed that him at Swallows and possibly changing his position and possibly the right position. And he's deserved this move, 100%. And mm. um, uh, the Chiefs faithful may not agree with it, and that's that's fine. Um, a lot of people might not have seen this coming, and that's also fine. But um, is it the right move for him? Of course, 100% is the right move for him. And the ball is in his court now, Slew. It's, it's up to him how he, how he does. So, um, yeah, very happy for him. Good signing on both parts. If he's played in the right position, surrounded by the right players, I think he will, I think he will produce. Agreed. Should be a very interesting season. Um, it will be the 2021-22 season. That feels like a fake number. Anyway, it's time for this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week back in 1905, Liverpool secured their second league title. It was the first time in league history that a newly promoted team won the top flight. Sticking with Liverpool, I feel like Liverpool fans need some uh, a reason to smile this week. Uh, this week, back in 2008, Steven Gerrard made his uh, 300th appearance for Liverpool, and he did it in style, scoring one goal and assisting another in a 3-1 win over Blackburn. Oh. And coming back to you know local shores, this week back in 2015, 12 referees were sanctioned across the three top-tier leagues uh, down here in South Africa by the referees review committee. You know, I, I just found that fascinating because it feels like they get away with a lot, but uh, we, we're also gonna chat about VAR in a bit. So that's, mm, mm. that's the reason why that um, little fact stuck out to me. But um, let's uh, react to some of this PSL action. Cape Town City, 3-0 against Supersports United. A huge win. Um, I think Sean predicted uh, a draw, high I scoring. Deco, you you went with Cape Town City, so uh, they did you proud. But what was your reactions to the match, gents? Yeah, I mean, Deco uh, said that Super Sports United struggle at at in Cape Town, and and mm. you know, if I think of my time back in Ajax, I don't think they ever won in Cape Town. So yeah, Deco, hundred percent on his call there. Um, and Super Sport were really nowhere to be honest. Cape Town City were very very impressive. Um, yeah, I, th I think the scoreline did it justice as well. It could have been possibly more. Um, uh, Peter Lindbergh made one or two very good saves in the year post, I remember. So, um, again, um, a brilliant uh, Cape Town City. Hopefully they can continue this form. Um, but yeah, Super Sport a bit uh, out of sorts, I think. Uh, they, they weren't themselves at all, but um, Super Sport, uh, Cape Town City, very, very impressive. Deco, your former team. Uh, what did you make of that result? Yes, Lou. Um, with Cape Town City, whenever they play against uh, Supersport, I don't think we hardly struggle because of how um, Cape, uh, Supersport plays, especially in the midfield. And that's where um, Cape Town City dominates. So that's why I knew that, especially playing at home, Cape Town City loves playing at Cape Town Stadium. So whoever that comes there, they're going to struggle with that. Yeah. And then elsewhere, we saw Sundowns beating Chipper United. You guys both predicted a win. Uh, I think it was kind of the easiest prediction. Uh, but, mm. you know, they still conceded. Uh, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Downs had to come back. Uh, but what was your reaction to that match? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping for an enthralling 6-7-0 victory for uh, Sundance, which which um, <laughs> which didn't happen, unfortunately. But it, it, it you know what? It, and we've said this before, you look back at the end of the season where, you, where you're getting these 2-1 wins, these 1-0 victories, and uh, you look back at games like this where Chipper, yeah, they're not the best team, but anything can happen against Chipper. And we mm. saw that. And Sundowns weren't... Uh, the sundowns we sort of know, but they still managed to, to get the three points. And that's why these guys are going to be crowned champions, in my opinion. Um, Points of correction, by the way, um, sundowns didn't have to come from behind. Um, Chipper equalized and then sundowns got the winner in the 74th minute. Come on, Slew, get your <laughs> together, bro. <laughs> come on, Slew. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, they've just fired their coach. They've got the standing coach now, who I think was the assistant. Um, if you saw his um, interview after the game, you just got to like put your hand, your head in your hands. You go, oh my, what is happening? Um, they they need they need they need a proper coach with some proper vision. Um, no disrespect to this guy, he's possibly a very good assistant and needs to be guided the next year or two so he can become a, a head coach. But um, yeah, dude, don't know what else to say. Chipper, if they continue the way they're doing, they're definitely going down. Um, Sundowns are league champions, in my opinion, already. Mm. Deco, your thoughts? I mean, uh, this this was one of those matches where you realize Sundown's schedule is stacked, and so you almost don't blame them for you know struggling a little bit, even if it is chipper. Um, but what was your reaction to that match? Another another goal from Shalulile Anzwane. Look, Slu, um, I think when 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 you in game from game sixteen, that's mm. where for me that's where the the league really starts. Um, every game now becomes more difficult than the previous one. And especially the guys that are fighting for their lives down there, they will make it difficult for you. Yes, on paper, you're expecting Mamadou Sundowns to score more goals, but in reality, it's cheaper. They worked very, very hard. And the schedule also, Mamadou Sundowns is not helping. They, they, of course, going to keep cheapers game, you want to win as quickly as possible, rest the guys. But I think the guys that actually always showed up for for, for, for Mamadi Sundowns did, Tembazwani and uh, Shalilili, they're equal with goals in the league. I think they're slowly progressing with uh, the mission of winning the league and the, with the way they're going, it's very difficult to stop them. Yeah, and they also made history. Um, I believe they beat Chiefs record for longest unbeaten stretch in the PSL. So we can move from this to the NetBank Cup preview because Sundowns and Pirates, I don't have to explain the history there, but it's going to be a huge match. Um, so let's do predictions. Sean, uh, who are you leaning towards? Sure. It's, um, again, anything can happen in a cup game, right? Um, I think with Pirates already having a one a cup this season, um, they're hoping they can sort of continue that form, but you know, they've just been so inconsistent in terms of, um, I wouldn't say very inconsistent, but for Pirates, for someone like Elena Paris, they've been a bit inconsistent in terms of um, results. They've had a couple of key injuries. So they'll probably be hoping that someone like Lorch and Lepasa will be back from their respective injuries. And if they're not, um, I'm leaning towards Sundowns, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an it's going to be an enthralling game. I, I'm going with Sundowns. I'm going with Sundowns. Sundowns win. All right, Deco, your two former teams, who are you leaning towards? Um, for. Uh, it's no brainer for me. It's Sundowns, but I think it's going to be very, very uh, interesting game. It's going to require a lot from Sundowns to defend because I think Orlando Pirates are more fresher. They'll come in and 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 force Sundowns to defend better. And 
it'll be very interesting to see Sundowns changing their type of style of play, not being that dominant, but being able to defend and show the other quality, the other side of their quality as well. But I, I, I'll, I'll lean against Sundowns, Sundowns because I know that they know how to win the games. They've been under difficult circumstances. They always find a way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's interesting. It's super consistent this season as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Slew, so just let me jump in there. I think what Rulani McQuenna said, which is quite uh, uh, true, he said, um, both are two very, very good sides as Orlando Pirates are an extremely strong opponent with very good players and very good weapons. But he does say that this is you, you're probably right to see this match as the final before the final. Mm. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Mm. Of, I mean, guys, of course. Look, we have cheaper United that Petra Kills a semi finalist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, guys. So between Sundowns and, 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 and Pirates, whoever wins today's game is going to win Nedbank Cup. Sure. It's given. But you never know, Teko. It's ah, football. Come on. Look like, what yeah. happened with TS Galaxy. TS Galaxy, remember? Yeah, but TS Galaxy was on form. Peter Rekelis has been winning their games via penalties. Cheaper mm. been winning via penalties and whatever the case they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And TTM, TTM, uh, hey, they must focus on the issues. Do you want to be in the final? Well, you you are one point away from relegation. <laughs> cheaper also. But, but, but imagine imagine the final, Chief. There's Super United and... and, and Sundance. No, Super United and TTM. Ah. <laughs> ah. Two troubled teams. Yeah. Can you imagine, bro? Yeah. Here's another oh. crazy thing about this quarterfinal is that they play the semifinal this weekend. So, yeah. you know, on, on I Sunday. can't even ask you for predictions there. Sure, no, that's because crazy. you need to know who's winning today. Yeah, you know? so <laughs> it's going to be an interesting, you know, fixture just because they also have to think about the immediate semi-final that's coming. Everybody else has gotten so much time to prepare. Um, but, you know, we back, we back Downs and Pirates because they have the quality, but it must be a lot of labor for them. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, up next, I wanted to just have a, another quick chat about VAR. Um, we saw um, Patrice Mutipe put it in his 10-point action plan for CAF, um, uh, you know, just before he got elected president. Um, but it's still such a, a point of controversy. And I don't think that we, we are in agreement as fans about, you know, whether it's necessary, whether they're doing it the right way. Um, so again, uh, we've seen some some dodgy decisions, and uh, what people forget sometimes is that the rules change. You know, like from last season. So offside, now we're busy drawing graphs and yeah. handballs. We don't know. I, I feel like we used to know what a handball is, and now yeah. mm. you know. So so what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think that it's perhaps unfair to the referees themselves, and that the rules are changing too quickly? Or do you think that, you know, they'll, you know, figure it out over time? Oh, Slew, man, you've hit the nail on the head. It's just getting so confusing. You know, what happened just, you know, five, ten years ago, where if it hits your shoulder and below and above, you're fine, and anything below is a handball. Now it's just, is it stuck out a little bit? Is it, is it this? Is it that? I mean, you've got uh, uh, Fulham's manager, Parker, said the VAR is criminal, leaving the game in a mess. Um, David Moyes criticizes that the VR is absolute rubbish and Klopp says it's, it's an absolute disgrace. So it's just, uh, there's not much positive coming out from the VAR. And don't forget the time wasting that's involved when every time a referee checks mm. a, uh, a thing, you know, and, and the play can continue for 30, 
30 seconds or 45 seconds, even up to a minute, then they get called back for a previous foul or whatever it is. It's just, it's a joke, man. In, in my opinion, it's an absolute joke. And, and the beautiful thing about football that is, and life in general is that mistakes are going to happen. So mm. scrap the VAR. If the referee makes a diabolical mistake, let him make a diabolical mistake. That is, that is the excitement. That is, uh, that is, that's what it's about. But then you go to the other side because there's so much money involved. And maybe that's why they're just trying to over-scrutinize everything so there are no mistakes. But it's having the complete opposite effect. In my opinion, it's an absolute bag of rubbish and they need to get rid of it. Mm. Deco, your thoughts? I mean, I feel like the watching experience for football is so stressful now because of VAR and the rule changes. But what, 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 do you think that is necessary? Look, Slu, I think whoever that invested in VAR, so he watched too much cricket. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, this this might work for us. Because thing the, the things like what do you love about about soccer itself is is the actions, you know, you know, everything it happens now. I don't want to score now and be told to celebrate five minutes later. Sure. You understand? So so I think for me, VR is is taking the emotion, the, the emotion uh, uh side of football. And 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 now it makes um it, it, it takes away everything that football meant to me. Look. We, like Shona said, we everybody's there to make mistakes. Not everybody mm. goes into the game intentionally to make mistakes. But that's that's what football is. Mm. I don't want I want and, and most of the time is even if even if the VR, okay guys, let's say let's say we're moving forward, we need to change with times, but let's say the VR is there, but put people that are football people in there. Because now the people that are deciding on this, they're not deciding this as of somebody that can put themselves in that situation on the pitch. Because mm. Because the person will be told that, yeah, but the, the aim wasn't straight, the, the arm wasn't stretched. Guys, who walks without the arms not being stretched? So imagine defending. So now if you're putting people that played football in there, they will understand how, how difficult it is to defend with your hands behind your back. Because, because every week the decision of a handball inside the box changes every week, depends on who's the referee. Like you said, last week it was like, if it had, if it, the, the circumference of the ball hit you on this side of the, it's a handball. Next week it changes. If you're facing the other way without facing the ball, if it hits you, it's not a handball because it's unintentional. Then the other week it changes. It's bullshit. Mm. Let's go mm. back to the basics. Let's, let's, not take, let's not take away what, what football means to us. Correct. Leave other stuff. If, if you want more goals, improve the balls because that's what they always do. They'll bring in the lighter balls out of when you shoot, it becomes difficult for the goalkeepers. It's okay. Improve those goal line technologies and whatever. Leave VR out of this because now, besides besides them uh, being very controversial about their decisions, it's not helping anybody. The people that are supposed to be helping, they are complaining about. No team has come out and say, "Hey guys, I'm thankful for VR." It's both. Mm. Not one team. Not one team. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's always complaints. Every week we complain about this thing. Yeah. I, 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 it's my. It's gotten a bit out of hand. Um, so I'd like to thank our sound engineer, Aiden, for you know letting me know to talk about this. But uh, I wanted to get your guys' quick thoughts on Lucien Ertegral being linked with the Bafana job. Do you think he's the right man for no. the job? No, 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 no. I see Teko loves him as much as I do. No, no, no I've got nothing. I've, I've got nothing with, uh, against okay. uh, the, the coach. Like, you remember I told you that I wish Machine has coached me. Yes. But, but please, no, no, Safam must no, no, guys, no. They must clean the house first. <laughs> Before yeah. they're looking for another coach, they must they must fix the, the administration first. 
yeah. new people must yeah, come right. in first. They mustn't before we guys we we've been in this this toxic relationship with Tinzek. We can't jump mm. into another relationship. Let's fix ourselves first. Find ourselves. Let's go out for date night. You know, yes. stuff I should be doing. There. <laughs> Yes. Why are they rushing to be in another relationship with another coach? What else? The same people that are in the office that say that they're there since 2010. Change the office, comrade. They're bringing new people with new ideas so 100%. that we can have a better coach. Because now we, we, we want to hire a new coach, but we don't even have a philosophy or style of play. So now, which means we the players that we're selecting in the national team need to adjust to the coach. What does the coach need to adjust to the national team? So we don't have, we don't know. Whether, whether Profano were interested in, in motion or not, uh, he's got such a cushy job at FIFA at the moment. Um, he's also dealing with the Turkish FA through FIFA. So I, there's no ways, in my opinion, he would ever take it, to be honest. Um, but I do agree with exactly what Teko said. There's so much happening behind closed doors there that needs to be sorted out once and for all and mm. have a proper 10-year vision plan, um, which they've never really had, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't think it's a match. And uh, But he is here in, in South Africa, by the way. Um, which is bizarre. I saw him the other day on the promenade in Cape Town. He's in Joburg now, but uh, I don't think it's for the for the Bufano job. I really don't. Mm. I'll be very surprised if I'll he be, accepts I'll... it and if he's offered it on both ways. He's a very good coach, but yeah. there's just no fit. No, yeah. no. And if 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 slow, if if Bufano actually gives this job to Machine Natural Girl, I'm packing my bags. I'm out. Of <laughs> oh. Let's not let Deco leave, yo. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing about being a Bafana coach is that you need to have the right drive oh. to do it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, um, you know, another thing that has drive is the car of the week. Well done, Slew Dog. So this car of the week we feature is from Valenciennes Ndwandwa, Golden Arrows midfielder, who I've been very impressed with this season. He has got the new Polo TSI. So you want a VW hatch that is smaller than the Golf, but only slightly, and one that's less golfish than the Golf. Here, just for you, is the new Polo. It's comfortably bigger than before, but without a rise in weight, which is good work. Length and wheelbase have grown enough to make it one of the roomiest super minis this side of the Honda Jazz. It is available as a five-door only. The new Polo adds more connectivity, more space, and more driver assistance to the already refined little VW experience. Such a small car, but you're still paying north of 300,000 Rand. In terms of practicality, petrol consumption, etc., you have to give the Polo a 9 out of 10. And don't forget, it is a VW. Mm, mm. I mean, we love a Polo down south. We do, bro. Um, we you know, do. another thing I love about this show is that, is that we always close off the show with some motivation from Sean. It always makes me feel a little bit better and more motivated for the week. So what <laughs> is the quote of the week? This week is from the second best player ever. Second best dressed player ever, apart from Teko, obviously, Edmilson Dove. <laughs> <laughs> he says, worrying, worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Smile more. I like that. I like that. That's kind of how I've been living my life, you know. Facing difficulty, I always just try and present myself with positive vibes. Always, um, bro. Thank always. you very much for that one. This has been episode number 69 of The Car Wash. Uh, thank you very much for tuning into the show. Whether you've been listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, 
I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, Slu Dog. That has been Mr. Teko Modise. Ah, thank you, Mr. Slu. And we will see all of you same time, same place next week. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.